It's a marvelous night to watch Brotherhood. The pilot you listen to in your ears. Fantabulous night to recap Brotherhood. Even though this feels like the show lasted so many years. Love Winners on the grow sizzling to the sound of Kathy's wheeling and dealing. Now the brothers seem to brother and seem to brotherhood and their brotherhood again. I just watched one more episode with you, my bro. My bro. Can I just watch one more episode with you, my bro? Recap podcast, recap the brotherhood recap podcast. Skibbity bop, shoopity doo wop, skibbity bop. Can I just watch some more brotherhood with you? It's the Brotherhood TV Show Recap Podcast with your host Corey. And we're back to the Brotherhood TV Show Recap Podcast. I'm your host, Corey. Today, we are going to pick up where we left off with our interview with Trevor from High End Gutters and his stories about the notorious green bar found in Providence and also featured in the TV show Brotherhood. When we last heard from Trevor, he was telling us how he was swept up in a police sting at the green bar and unfortunately his house got raided and they found something they didn't like. We'll be getting back to the rest of our recap following the second half of Trevor's interview. Again, this is Trevor, the bouncer at High End Gutters, one of our sponsors here, Brotherhood Recap TV show, podcast show. Providence is newest and most fantastic and original nightlife entertainment destination complex featuring bowling on more than one lane and hookah throughout several locations in the complex. You name it, I had it. Box turtles, albino pythons, regular pythons, couple two, three, four power constrictors, an anaconda. Yeah, I had other snakes. Yeah, I had, that's right, a crocodile and an alligator and an alcohol that I bred together. And, you know, long long story short was I, I thought I could raise them and sell them and make a profit, but it turns out that I get attached and I can't get rid of them because I love them. And so I am a reptile hoarder. Yeah, I went to high school with someone who had a similar situation with spiders. Like they hoarded spiders and sold them and uh, ended up getting picked up for selling them on the black market. Similar story. So I guess the real question that I think we're all wondering is why reptiles? What, what about reptiles makes you so intrigued by them? Uh, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it exactly. I think I could maybe trace it back to my childhood. I grew up in a very strict Jewish home on the east side. You know, my, my mother was was stern but then also indulgent and my father was just absent a lot with his business and I turned to reptiles who were always there for you it seemed that you know the relationship that you had with a reptile was always very consistent they want to be fed they want to be held gently but firmly and they you know they don't mind if you go out and and 
People will want to have their picture taken with them, which was a good hustle for, you know, the drug money. Can you go back and tell us what your first reptile was? I can. I'll be honest. I was, I was up in Lippitt Park, and I found a, I got a snake, and I, I brought it, and I'm home in a... Mr. Lemon, like a big, you know, cup, the wax paper cup, you know. I put my hand over it, bit me a couple times, and I got home, I put it in the bathtub because I was a kid, and I thought that was what you did with the snake that you brought home. And my mom freaked out, and then she impaled it with the heel of her shoe, and it was it was pretty traumatizing, but, you know, and then, and then she felt bad, so she got me my first power constrictor the next day i came home and it was a big tank you know so then that was really the gateway snake what was your boa constrictor's name like oh that's really fascinating trevor were you able to have any reptiles when you were locked away were you able to scavenge anything at the were you at the ACI in Providence? Were you able to smuggle any reptiles into prison? You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, the thought initially crossed my head, but to answer your question, I, I was in a, a lower security prison because, you know, I was the first time. Miraculously, my life of, of drugs had never gotten me in trouble before. So I was a first time offender and a first time reptile offender. I was able to hide my habit pretty well. So I, you know, they, no, they, they put me in a medium security cell. So we were fortunate. That's, you know, we actually had cable, but we didn't have uh, Showtime. We just had HBL. So we just watched The Sopranos. That's why I never got to see The Brotherhood. I would have liked to watch it, but I I don't know. Guess I'll watch it now. I get the recap, huh? That's right, Trevor. We got to rewatch everything that happened in season one so far. And we've got Trevor here from High End Gutters telling us his story. And, you know, I think uh, I think now that really the next thing the listeners want to hear is what you've been up to these days. You got out of jail and remade your life. So you want to tell us about it. Yeah, I guess. Thank you, Corey, because that was that's a nice way to put it. Uh, I, it really is the the, the most recent leg of my journey is finding iron gutters. Tuesday night, ladies night, ladies eighties night, Wednesday night, also ladies night. Fellas, what are you gonna do with yourself? High end gutters. They asked me to record this not just because I work there, but because. It was to me a lifeline. Puka and bowling pretty much rescued me. And now I want to share it with you, the public. Let me tell you about some of these great specials. Every Sunday, family day. Listen, family hours on weekends between 2 and 8. If you come any later, you gotta leave the kids at home. Get a babysitter. For the adults, please come. We're gonna have a buffet. I am catering. Whether it's your cousin's wedding or your aunt's funeral, I am catering can be there with rates better than the competitors. We are the number one. We are hardcore about locally sourced food. Chowders, various 
dips, entire spreads, crudités, you name it, clams, raw, cooked, shucked to order. We do not have a fry label, but we're working on that. And once we have a complete food license, both high-end gutters and high-end catering are going to bring you the next level in food preparation. High-end gutters. Supportive of me here. I'm down to one, two iguanas. You know, that's it. I'm doing well. I don't I don't hit the pipe. The only pipe I hit is the hookah. And the only thing I'm throwing at people is well I'm not throwing them but the bowling balls. I you know, we're not we don't throw them at people. But it's this is my been really my anchor to my stormy journey on a boat, I guess you could you could call it like that if you wanted to. You could you could draw a parallel to how a, a boat sails on the ocean when there's a storm. You know, you're tilting back and forth, up and down. You don't know which way you're going. And then somebody says, hey, let's drop anchor. You think, well, okay, maybe we'll do that. I don't know. I'm not a sailor, obviously. Maybe that'll be the next leg of my journey. But for now, I am proud to say that I am the bouncer here at High End Gutters. It is more than just a place for hookah. It is more than just bowling. It is a destination lounge and entertainment complex, the likes of which you've never seen before. Now serving only the wiener-flavored shisha. Presented by the Brotherhood TV Show Recap Podcast. Tell them Corey sent you, and you get half off. That's the Brotherhood Onlyville Wiener Flavored Shisha. Only at High End Gutters. Firemen and firewomen, those who serve in some of Rhode Island's fire services programs. Are you listening? I hope so, because what I'm about to tell you may astound you. But on Wednesday nights, if you come in, whether you're on duty or off duty, just flash your shield. You're going to get half off appetizers. You're going to get a second round of hookah on the house. Lemon supply to Red Bull. Where are you going on Friday? I am Dennis. Where we're more than just bowling and hookahs, we are an entire destination entertainment complex. That's right, high-end gutters. We're we're actually doing this interview right from there. You can hear some of the construction going on as the complex is extended more on Atwell's Ave against six 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 Atwell's Ave, and there's some really great Brotherhood crossover advertisements going on. We've got some Brotherhood Shisha that tastes like only the wieners. We've got some other deals coming your way. So when you come to High End Gutters, make sure you say hi to Trevor. Trevor, before we let you go, I've got kind of a rapid fire round that I like to do at the end of my interviews. If, if that's okay with you, does that sound okay? Yeah, lay it on me. Now that I'm mostly pretty much so, my mind is like a steel trap. What would you say is your favorite part of Providence? Right now. Besides, besides high-end gutters. Why? Appetizers. Bowling. Hookah. A lounge. Vibes that are chill. People also chill. Some of the coolest company around the city and beyond. 
666 Atwell's Avenue. High end credits. Yes. Uh, well, besides Federal Hill, uh, I like the Dunkin' Donuts Center because I just have so many good memories from it. You know, whether it's seeing the fries, whether it's going to see some Ozzy a long time ago when he played, you know, before I was into hardcore. <laughs> Back when I was a little kid. I know a lot of you hardcore guys like some glam long hair metal too. So before you go around trying to say Trevor doesn't really know anything about hardcore, just because he went to the dunk and saw Ozzy, then ah, uh, well, you got a few skeletons in your closet, pal, I'm sure. You had a few bedroom into Nirvana and uh, Alice in Chains when I was running the streets. Sorry, I got a little carried away, but the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Now, I love the Dunkin' Donuts Center, too. Go Friars. They're going to be great this season. I'm really excited to see how they do. Yeah, go Providence. Okay, so your favorite place, Dunkin' Donuts Center. What's your, what's your least favorite part of Providence? right now what would you like you know what i don't like to be negative what would you like to see improve most likely to improve what, what would you say i wish they would uh kick all the businessmen out of kennedy plaza because they're really i mean look i know there's a lot of people there they got problems they're, they're trying to make it into something like boston they don't understand that's always been real and true to the streets i think they need to go back to making more for the people make it more about the people waiting for the bus they don't even let them smoke cigarettes there anymore. They're trying to police them too much, you know what I mean? They got too many of these uh, developers coming in, you know? I liked it a little bit more when it was a little bit more real, a little more noggin. Yeah, it was a little more gritty, much like the show Brotherhood. In the first episode, you see a scene at Kennedy Plaza where Michael is brought on the bus. So Michael Caffey probably agrees with you. All right, so I got a couple more questions for you. You got only the wieners. How many wieners can you throw back? Well, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a sore subject, of course. You know, growing up in a straight Jewish home, I wasn't allowed to eat them when I was younger. But, and then I was, you know, along with being straight edge, I was vegan. And then when I, you know, on my downfall, I figured, well, I dropped this far down, I might as well go all the way. So... You know, I could take it I, on a good night. I could take an arm's length, you know, up the arm. I don't know, maybe some of your listeners aren't familiar with the way in which they make the wieners. I don't know if they show it on the Brotherhood, but it's famous. They, they line them up on the arm, they balance the bun, and then they put the, the wiener in each one up and down, and then they slather it in the mustard, and then they put the meat sauce on it, and then they put the onions on it, all on the guy's arm. The, his palm all the way up to his armpit, I figure you could fit about a dozen, depending on the length, and that's how I would order them. Oh, the celery salt, did I mention that? On top of the onions that's how you finish it off now i yeah i'd order them by the arms worth give me an arm give me an arm of wieners i come stumbling in oh yes trevor you know i'd spend a lot of time in there uh, i'm working on going vegan again i'm like down to just a little you know i, mean, I figure like i'm gonna try to keep kosher again I'm 
getting back into my faith a little bit, along with my roots and hardcore. My roots and hardcore. Okay, Trevor, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I can have maybe a wiener and a half myself. So, full arm really takes an iron stomach. So, so far on the Brotherhood TV show, do you have a favorite accent on the show? Do you, do you think anyone's throwing down a really genuine Rhode Island Providence accent? You know, Corey, that was something I, I'm glad that you raised because I think your criticism in your earlier episode was astute that they're very much overdone. I don't think anyone talks like that around here at all. I mean, you hear me, I talk normal. I talk like you, you're normal. You're from New England, I can tell. I'm from New England. I'm from right here in Providence, you know, always happen. Probably not going nowhere. Hey, oh, uh, do, do you mind if I, if I get a plug? I am excited to let people know that I'm doing a podcast myself called True Tales from the Street with Trevor, the journey of a hardcore Jew, and it's, you know, it's going to feature a wide range of issues facing both the hardcore and the Jewish community, and the hardcore Jewish community, because there's more of us out there than most people realize. We are sort of uh, visible, or I'm not sure if we're visible or invisible, but we are a minority within the hardcore community, and we'll have some things that, you know, like how do you make a vegan matzo ball soup, that kind of thing, fun stuff, but also, you know, tales from my journeys, you know, and what that is, and we'll have some special guests. We're going to play some music from some great old Rhode Island bands and beyond. Hardcore, hardcore music, and then probably some other stuff too. That's right. You'll be able to hear that podcast coming up this fall on the Brotherhood TV show recap podcast network. I got to come up with a catchier name or maybe an acronym for it. Okay, so at the end of every interview, this is a really fun question I like to ask people who I'm interviewing. It's a little controversial. What are your thoughts on Providence's own H.P. Lovecraft? Well, you know, I think he's kind of wordy. He's a little overblown, frankly. We all know the guy was a racist, you know. Well, look, I know a lot of this is secondhand knowledge because I never really got into him, you know. I like the more grittier stuff. Uh, Don Grissom, you know, kind of more true to life, kind of stuff like that. Even as far as horror, maybe I'd look at Dean Coons or something. You know, I wasn't too picky when I was locked up, but no one really sent any love crap. I just hear we talk about it. I know, you know, it's a big issue right now. He was, you know, I figured he didn't like Italians, he didn't like blacks. I gotta, I gotta take it for granted he probably didn't like Jews too much either, you know, so I don't know. Look, it's a big debate. You can go back and forth. Clearly, he's very important to a lot of horror fans out there. He's important to Rhode Island as a representative somehow. And he was a very influential within the weird fiction genre, which, you know, the thing is, I'm in, I'm hardcore, I'm true to the streets. I like my fiction true to the streets, too, you know what I mean? And he certainly had some negative things to say about Federal Hill in a couple of his stories where basically the monster is from Federal Hill. But we all know that the real monsters are the ones inside of us. Well, thank you for being on the Brotherhood. That was pretty hardcore, Corey, I gotta say. Thank you, thank you, Trevor. Uh, so I'd like to thank Trevor from High End Gutters. High End Gutters! <laughs> Monday night! <laughs>
Foot ball special. Coming soon. Wings. But for right now, nachos. Where are you going to get lit? I'll tell you where. I ain't got it. That's where. It's the best bar around. Bottle service. We check IDs. Enjoy responsibly. Both the hookah and the bowling. And the bottle service. All of those things. Keep conscious of our neighbors. High-end gutters. He's our first guest on the Brotherhood TV show recap podcast. And if there's anything else you'd like to say as we uh, conclude this interview, Trevor, anything that I didn't get to, please uh, yeah, I'll give you the mic one more time and see what you got to say. Yeah. Well, you know, going up, just I want everyone to remember stay true to yourself, stay true to your dream, keep following your dream. Keep focused on your goals, set goals, and then work to achieve them. Don't cop out. Don't let no one talk no shit about you. And if someone does, be a bigger man or be a bigger woman or be a bigger whoever you are because you don't need to get down to their level. Stay focused, stay pumped, stay energized, stay jacked up. Don't do too many drugs. Whatever, if you find a balance that works for you, I'm, that's part of my journey. Thank you for being there with me. Thank you for listening. It's, it, make sure you, you tune in to my new podcast, Real Talk from the Streets with Trevor. Thanks, Corey. Thank you, Trevor. Again, Brotherhood Recap Podcast TV show. Brotherhood Recap. Anyways. The Brotherhood Recap Podcast will be continuing their advertising with... It's on Federal Hill. You can't miss it. It's more than just hookah, bowling, and appetizers. It is an entire entertainment complex, the likes of which Providence and the world has never seen. This Friday, Selector Dirty Dexter, the legend himself, will be there. He's going to play mashups. He's going to play new tracks. He's going to play some old classics. He's going to put a new spin on some old bangers. He's going to put a, going to play some local music. Right before that, we're going to have a tattoo contest. Who's got the sexiest tattoo? So if you think your tattoo is pretty sexy, you can come and show it off. Guys! If you got a tough tattoo, we're gonna have a world's toughest tattoo contest. We're not, we're not actually doing tattoos, you don't have a permit for that. So you already have to have the work done. So spray on that only Bill Wiener cologne that you bought through the Brotherhood podcast and go to high end gutters. What do you think the problem with most entertainment complexes is? I'll tell you, they're boring. The lines are long, the people aren't chill, they cost a lot of money, they don't have a range of activities that you enjoy doing, they don't smell good, the bathrooms are insecure and poorly lit. You won't find any of these problems at high-end gutters.
high-end coders, they're actually providing most of the revenue that is going into this podcast. So if you want to email at Brotherhood TV Show Recap Podcast at gmail.com, you can also follow us on Twitter at Brotherhood TV Show Recap Podcast and send us your questions and observations. And I hope you're uh, watching along with the show. When we last left brotherhood mikey and his sidekick were gonna steal a store from someone so they had their own headquarters because the green bar is not gonna work they don't want to be around freddy they want their own place to hang out fuck that patty's turf is mine Fuck you. That's right. Mikey probably doesn't want to hang around Mo since he cut Mo's ear off. Fuck you. Stole most of his territory. Fuck you. His money making apparatus. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I feel like Mo might have it out for Mikey. Some vengeance is in the air. I can smell it coming. This is fucking bullshit, Freddy. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, Robin Hood. As Mikey and his sidekick Pete are leaving the green bar, guess who Mikey runs into? That's right, it's Earring Girl. Girl that got the ear from Mikey that he chopped off of Moe's head. His big, dumb, stupid head, stupid Moe, loses his ear, dummy, dumb, dumb. Fuck you. Well, he gave the ear to a girl and gave her some earrings. And turns out she kept the earrings, gives him back the ear. So she kind of compromises me him halfway she's like hey maybe you're not a bad guy because you got vengeance for me but and you also gave me these expensive earrings but also weird because you gave me an ear she's not very happy about that the fuck is that but she did come back for more instead of running away so that does make her a little questionable here folks her judgment i mean is a little questionable some kind of sicko some kind of mental case what do you want from me that ear your way of saying you like me i guess it's that thing where girls like ted bundy he was pretty sexy, even though he, you know, was a serial killer. Great. In return of my gift. You know, you could really use some professional help. I guess she really wanted to give him a piece of her mind. I don't blame her. She's standing up for herself. You go, girl. Someone can make up the ears. The girl's gotta dress up every once in a while. Huh. Hmm. It looks like maybe she likes him? They're taking weird turns on the show. I don't know anymore. I'm gonna take a commercial break. This episode was made possible by listeners like you and Grindmaz. Grindmaz. Come to Grindmaz. 666 Ive Street. 666 Ive Street. That's right, folks. Grindmaz. It's grandmas selling grinders. It's grinders only. If you need a grinder to grind up that weed, come to 666 Ive Street. And we don't actually advise you to smoke weed with it. You smoke tobacco products only. It's grandmas selling you weed. I mean, selling you grinders. Grindmas, 666 Ive Street, Providence, Rhode Island. This program is also made possible by listeners like you and only Wiener Cologne. Spray, spray, puff, puff, pass, pass. You're going to smell good tonight for everyone who comes your way. It's Onlyville Wiener Cologne. Smell like the wiener without the diarrhea. This program is also made possible by P.H. Bunnycraft. That's right, folks. P.H. Bunnycraft presents The Adventures of City Bunny, coming soon on the Brotherhood TV Show Podcast Network. It's our second spinoff podcast. We have Trevor's show coming up soon. We also have P.H. Bunnycraft presents The Adventures of City Bunny. Let's get back to the show. Jump bikes, come out. 
out and play. <laughs> so the next scene was a little disturbing. Just to warn you folks, I do not support what happens next. This show was made in 2006. I don't know what they were thinking. Even then, this wasn't cool. I guess they were trying to portray Mikey as someone who's going to do whatever it takes to get the power back in Providence. The Brotherhood power. Oh, God, the white power. Okay, well, Mikey and Pete go to Dina's store and they steal the store from Dina. How do you steal a store, you ask? You ask me, Corey, how do you steal a store? Well, Mikey has Pete play Russian Roulette with Slow Charlie. Slow Charlie. How you doing? I'm great, thank you. What do you want, Michael? Slow Charlie is Dina's brother. Well, people like Muriel can't drive to a supermarket, 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 Dina. They got a shop here, and you overcharge them. You're a disgrace to the memory of your father. Everyone on the hill wants you out. You are not interested. Close the door on your way out. Here's what I'm going to do. Supermarket, supermarket, supermarket. So Dina accepts Mikey's very low-ball offer on the store, so Slow Charlie doesn't get his brains blown out. Slow Charlie. You ever hear a Russian roulette? But he does try to shoot at least once. Bullet train. Hey, It's pretty weird. Not really sure why we had to have that. Stop. So, do we have a deal? Fuck you! Stop! Fuck you! Charlie! Stop! 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 Fuck you! Charlie! Stop! Fuck you! Charlie! Do it again. No, 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 you fucking sick bastard! Fucking sick bastard! Fucking sick bastard! Did I win? Yeah, you won. Still kind of freaks me out. Um, you know, Mikey was the only redeemable character in episode one, and here we are. He's not a redeemable character anymore. He had one redeemable point. This is minus one redeemable point. At the end of episode one, he did something cool. Let that guy get away. This time, not so cool. Negative one, down to no redeemable characters on the Brotherhood show here. Oh boy. Yeah, that was rough. It's a rough toke. You know, really hate this show. Really don't know if I can take much more of this, but my father, I mean, he won't. My landlord said if I didn't do this show, he would kick me out. I don't have a job. I need to get a real job, but all I do is spend my time making this podcast so I don't have time to look for a job. It's a dirty cycle. Okay, fine. Blake Masters, the creator of Brotherhood, is also my father and my landlord. Yes, I live at home. My name is Corey Masters. This is Brotherhood TV show recap podcast. I'm not lying to you. 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 I'm not Will Tommy stick up for Dina, or will he side with his brother? The show is called Brotherhood, so I think we all know where this is going. Grindmas, 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 Grindmas. It's Grindmas, Grandmas selling grinders. Grindmas, 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 Grindmas. 
666 Ive Street, Grind Boss, Grind Boss. Need a grinder with three chambers, Grind Boss, Grind Boss. Four chambers, even five chambers, Grind Boss. Come to Grind Boss, 666 Ives, Providence. Grinders are used for tobacco products only. No weed should be used in grinders, even if there is legal marijuana across the state in Massachusetts. Grind Boss only uses tobacco products. The sound of grinders that you just heard were an actual grinder, which is, I don't know, it might be legal, it might not, I don't know. Coffee, Mr. Coffee. Tommy finally goes over to John Fitzgerald's house so they can negotiate a little more, and they're talking about where they're going to put the highway spur, and it's going to go through Fox Point. Oh no, that's where we are. What are they going to do to Fox Point? They're going to ruin it. John Fitzgerald helps Tommy out because he knows Tommy's mommy. How's your mother? My mother. She's, she's good. To be blunt, I wouldn't have let you in here if I didn't know and respect her as much as I do. Tommy's a little suspicious about this. How does John Fitzgerald know his mama? Rose is an exceptional woman. It's beginning to look a lot like Mikey and Tommy have some mommy issues, because there's some certain Oedipal vibes going on here. They haven't mentioned their father yet either. They might have daddy issues too. Mama issues. Sounds familiar for prestige TV shows. Let me think. Oh yeah, it's called Sopranos. It's called Tony Soprano and his mother. Okay, just don't do anything original. Okay. Mr. Fitzgerald, I know you can't put the spur on the east side. You can't fight the rich. You can't put it in South Providence either. It's a black neighborhood. We look like racist. You are racist. This show is racist. And what about Mount Hope? The governor's parents live in Mount Hope. Fox Point. <laughs> well, you'd have to convince Carvalho and Madeira. I think I can do that. Okay. Thank you. I don't think there's a chance in hell you could get Carvalho and Madeira to change their minds. Well, I can be a pretty convincing guy. This show is made possible by listeners like you and Brotherhood TV show recap podcast tours. 666 Hope Street. Want to go to Fox Point? Yeah. You want to go to Onlyville Wieners? Yeah. You want to go to Federal Hill? Yeah. You want to go to Roads on the Patuxet? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can go to with us to the Brotherhood Walking Tour. Brotherhood Walking Tour. Eh. You never told me you know George Fitzgerald. Ooh, I was right. Tommy's jealous, and now he's interrogating his mommy. The next scene furthers my theory as Michael goes out on a date with Earring Girl. You look nice. As opposed to my usual disheveled self. But tell me about yourself. What do, what do you do? I go to college. Oh, what do you study? Hotel management. I'm a junior. Very smart. Does that scare you? Oh, that's cute. Mikey took her to Twin Oaks. What a romantic guy. What a big time spender. And that's a real place in Rhode Island, Twin Oaks. Very famous restaurant, steak, all accurate. I'm not an armchair psychologist over here, armchair psychoanalysis, but seems like Earring Girl likes the bad boys. <clears throat> so Mikey and Earring Girl are hanging out at Twin Oaks. Some karaoke starts up. One dude sings some meatloaf. One dude sings some meatloaf, two out of three. Things are going pretty well. And then things kind of take a turn for the worse, real quick. Mikey had it coming to him. Karma, baby. You sing. What's your favorite song? Uh, I don't sing. 
Sure you do. Everybody does. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. God bless America. A boy named Sue. Maybe she slowed down a little on the bourbon. We got all night. Waitress. Another shot of bourbon, please, uh, double. Like, is all like, oh, poor me. I thought I had a girlfriend now, but no, she's turning out to be kind of a psycho. Oh, even though I've just been a psycho throughout this whole show already, you know, playing Russian roulette with a guy with special needs, stealing everything from Mo, even though Mo seems pretty, pretty bad. Actually, I like that. <clears throat> Actually, I like that he picks on Mo. Mo, Mo needs, Mo needs to get picked on. Oh, my name's Mikey. Oh, I get to do whatever I want. Here I'm back in town. Oh, yeah. Good luck, buddy. So you're gonna sing or not? No, really, I'm not a singer. But you should get up there and sing something. You'd like that. I get up there and make a complete fool of myself. No thanks. Am I a clown to you? You think I'm funny like a clown? Wait a minute. I thought we came here because you like to sing. Yeah, I used to love to sing. But now you made me feel small, so now singing seems pathetic. So you know, fuck you. So you know, fuck you. So you know, fuck you. Michael has officially met his match. And then... The greatest moment of brotherhood happens. So far, anyway, I've only made it through two episodes, but this is a pretty amazing moment, and we're gonna get back to it later. We're gonna end the show with the climax of the show, but but in the meantime, we're going to go back and see what Tommy and Eileen have been up to. Tommy goes to Onlyville Wieners. I think this is the fourth time we've been at Onlyville Wieners. That is number four on the Wiener Watch, and he's trying to get Mikey out of hot water from this guy Deco, Deca, whatever his name is, Dodeca, Pentapavon, I don't know. Deco works for the local PD. He's the guy who Tommy is pressuring to not get Mikey investigated, even though he acted like he cared about Dina. Wow, my prediction came through. He doesn't care about Dina. It's called brotherhood for a reason, folks, not just because it's racist. Because, you know, Irish people always stand by their brothers, even if they break the law. Isn't that how it goes? Isn't that a nice old stereotype? from way back in the day. Groovy. Thanks, Brotherhood. Let's keep perpetuating those good old American stereotypes. I know, it's supposed to be Whitey and Billy Bob Bulger over here, but God, can you be less obvious? Nuance is not Brotherhood strength. I can't do it, Tom. No? No. That's too bad. You'll never get my deal on board. This fucking spur is gonna cause real damage to Fox Point. We'll lose most of our business district. Plus, I have a bunch of fucking grandmothers howling at, and I don't like howling grandmothers. Would it make it easier for you if a business in your constituency, your brother Rick's trucking company, would have received three years worth of snowplow contracts from the city? Doug Williams had those contracts in his pocket. He's expressed a willingness to share. How would I explain the spirit of my grandmothers? Economic progress. This spur is gonna dump thousands of new shoppers in your district. It's bullshit, Tommy. I mean, it sounds good. So Tommy's wheeling and dealing those snowplow contracts. So they keep coming up. Those MacGuffin-esque snowplow contracts. Will they actually be important? Hollering grandmas, huh? This program was made possible by listeners like you and hollering grandma grinders. 666 Ive Street, Providence. I said in previous ads that they sold weed grinders. Actually, it's sandwiches that they're selling. They're selling. They're selling grand grinders the sandwich not the weed paraphernalia my mistake hollering grandma grinders here on fox point six 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 ive street have a 
grinder like your grandma made you. Towling grandmother, towling grandmother, towling grandmother, towling grandmother, towling grandmother, towling grandmother, towling, towling, towling. So Tommy's already wheeled and dealed his way to one person sending the highway spur through Fox Point. Now he has to go to the Portuguese festival and do the same thing. What trick does he have up his sleeve? It's blackmail. He's gonna blackmail people. Uh, at least we're almost getting to Eileen's character. I'm a little sick of the Caffey brothers right now. Happy Festival of the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine? We're all here to celebrate the festival, the festival, the festival, the festival of the Holy Ghost. Get it. That highway spur would be a catastrophe for Fox Point. And don't talk to me about snow plows. I might work with your lower house colleagues, but they can work with me. Suck it up, Tommy. You Irish are used to losing. I was hoping to be able to help you. Can you help me? Oh. They're sparing you the terrible embarrassment of everyone finding out in Providence you've got a $40,000 gambling problem. Well, there's some more racism being thrown around. Irish versus Italian. Racism. Very healthy. Competition is very healthy. Mom, watching the kids? Mm hmm Mm-hmm. I know you hate these things, so thanks for putting up with them. It was okay. Kind of interesting. So you're standing and smiling and listening to like all those people you don't know. They don't really care about shaking a thousand hands. Little does Tommy know, she's been really good at acting like she's not annoyed for a long time now, so she's a pro at it, and really she's been up to no good this episode. So let's go to our third character, Eileen, what's she been up to? The episode starts with her helping the kids get ready for school, and then she goes and hooks up with them, you know, a sailor kind of cheating on Tommy. Whoopsie boopsie. Well, he just took your store. Every last bit with fucking pleasure. Mr. and Mrs. Bradford Dinklespiel. <laughs> Miss Hermione Gaston. Yeah. Overweight, single. Early 50s. And she watches way too much date TV. <laughs> D'Artagnan and Gaston. Eileen is still cheating on Tommy with her sailor friend and smoking a lot of weed with him. Seems like she's trying to cover something up. Not the best karmic vibes. And then Eileen goes to the doctor and finds out maybe she shouldn't have been hooking up with the sailor without protection because it seems like there's... Uh, she's got an STD. Again, not many great characters on this show. Eileen, good to see you. Dr. Murphy. How's the distinguished representative? Distinguished. <laughs> Kids? Whatever the opposite of distinguished is. Midget sadists. <laughs> Eileen, uh, we need to talk about your last pap smear. You came back with a small irregularity. You mean cancer? 
No, no, no. You've ruled out cancer. Then what? Well, it could be related to any recent sexual activity or perhaps even just the use of vaginal preparations. Sexual activity? Yeah. There's a possibility it could be caused by a sexually transmitted disease, say herpes or trichomonas. Or AIDS? Well, not likely in your case, right? But I would like to run a couple of tests uh, merely as a precaution, okay? So Eileen's doing some tests to see if she got AIDS or something from Sailor Boy, Navy Man, whatever his name is. Oh boy, this show, I tell you. But, ladies and gentlemen, we've got an exciting thing to find out. Eileen is going to get some points here, folks. Here it is, Eileen showing she has a human side to her, and she's probably the only redeemable character on the show. Officially, plus one point for Eileen. As she's leaving the gynecologist's office, she runs into Jimmy's wife. Remember Dumb Dumb Jimmy from episode one? Apparently he's a dumb dumb husband too, and Eileen tries to help his wife out, whose name we don't catch, but that's okay. What really matters is Eileen shows that not every cafe is a dum dum. Everything okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. What are you doing here? Hi, I gotta take a test. A test? They're telling me I've been having fibroids and the drugs that are supposed to work aren't. So if things aren't better by today, they're gonna want me hysterectomy. You want me to stay? No, no. I go in. Eileen, really, I, I, I don't need any help. I got nothing better to do, believe me. Jimmy's starting to look at me like uh, something that doesn't work, you know, a broken stove or a rust out car. Maybe the test will turn out okay. Maybe. Can you doubt? It's not the same. Jimmy says he wants progeny. I'm sorry, Mary-Kate, I really am. I understand how you're feeling, but you've got to stop worrying about it. I understand how I feel. How could you possibly understand how I feel? You have three kids. You have three beautiful, healthy kids. Real kids. Your kids. Don't tell me you understand how I feel. You have no idea how I feel. Thanks, Eileen, for saving the show from sure misery. Top of the day to you, Eileen. You're perfectly fine. No problem whatsoever. Eileen, trust me when I tell you that Tommy would never, ever cheat on you. That right there, folks, is dramatic irony. The audience knows something the character doesn't. In this case, it's Eileen who was cheating on Tommy and not the other way around. And All right, so she's not a perfect character, but she did redeem this episode just a teeny bit. Thank you, Eileen, even though you cheated on your husband and almost got AIDS. Bravo. Eileen is later tempted at the Festival of the Holy Ghost to do a little blow with some random festival goers, and she says no to blow. She says, no, thank you. I already smoke a lot of pot. Is this a slippery slope for her? I guess we'll have to find out. Keep watching. Did this just plant an idea in her head? Does she want to go a little sniff, sniff, puff, puff? Let's see, there's a scene with Deco, Declan, Decky Duck, Duck, Doy, Doy Boy, Local PD. The guy that Tommy knows in Local PD, he's pressured, he's pressured Dina into not testifying. The only important part about this scene is that it puts our wiener watch to five. That's right, folks. Five scenes at Onlyville Wieners, New York system, five in two episodes. And Tommy's got in the highway spur to go through five. Point. Can't believe they do that to my neighborhood. They're gonna ruin it. How dare they? Car is set to go through Fox Point on schedule and on budget. I might add. I might add that that might be the most fictionalized 
thing found on this podcast. There's no way anything in Rhode Island was on time and under budget ever in the history of this state. Here you judge Fitzgerald's new best friend. Oh, Donatello! Yo, he just called Tommy up. You know, he's been trying to get that highway square foot through Fox Points for uh, three years. Owned. Tommy's owned. Looks good to me. Now I'm kind of licking this show again. Tommy's getting owned. Mikey's getting owned. They're kind of getting what's coming to him. Tommy runs into Deco. Deco's like, blah, blah, wah, wah. You made my, you, wah. No, I'm just kidding. He says, your Deco's all mad at Tommy because he convinced Dina not to testify. Tommy's like, yeah, dog. And what do you want me to do, huh? He's my brother. He's my brother. Didn't you hear what this show is called? It's called Brotherhood Deco. Deco, also a dummy. Jimmy, Deco, dummies, both so dumb. Tommy just loves his mommy. And what do you want me to do, huh? He's my brother. He's my brother. He's my brother. He's my brother. He's my... And what do you want me to do, huh? He's my brother. He's my brother. He's my brother. How is it you happen to know the most powerful man in Rhode Island? Tommy doesn't like it when his mommy knows someone. Oedipal complex. Blah, 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 blah. Use me, Ma. He set me up to do his dirty work for him. Does it hurt that much? Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it hurt that much? Does it? 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 Does it hurt? Does it hurt that much? Does it hurt that much? Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it hurt that much? Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it hurt that much? Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it hurt that much? Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it hurt that much? Does it hurt that much, Tommy? Said his mommy. Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it hurt that much? Why do you care? I don't like him. You don't even know him. Why do you care? Why do you care? Why do you care? Did he help you with the highway spur? It's going through Fox Point, yeah. It's going through Fox Point, yeah. Played Russian roulette with Slow Charlie. What are you talking about? You think I'm in danger, Slow Charlie? That's what Dean Affinity told me. You remember I used to beat the shit out of Captain McCordy. Take her on slow You'll take her world away. That fucking scumbag. She's up there robbing everybody blind. Guess who's home for dinner? Well, that's what they're from. You and I, we're not the same in any way. What compelling banter. So Shakespearean. It's like King Lear. Mikey goes home to his wife Eileen after a long day of blackmail and STDs. The Caffey family. What an adorable family. Triangle is a very important instrument. Anyway, band will help with college. God, Eileen's accent is so brutal. College. College. Nobody talks like that. It's brutal. It's just absolutely brutal. And Eileen goes and smokes a secret joint in the bathroom out the window. Hey, I feel that. You gotta smoke a little dube, a little puff puff, pass pass once in a while, you know what I mean? But it doesn't really seem like a healthy version of smoking. Maybe Eileen's a little depressed. I'm gonna throw that out there. So we finally come to the end of the podcast and we're gonna go back and see what Mikey's been up to. I'm so excited. I can't believe this happened in this show. It's incredible. The incredible part of the show. It it makes it so that the show actually is still watchable. I will watch episode three just based on a couple things that happened here. You're never going to believe it. I, I can't wait. Just ready, set, and this podcast is made possible by listeners like you and high-end catering, jump bike complaint office, onlyville shisha, high-end gutters, hot tubs, High End Gutters presents PH Bunnycraft and Grandma's Grinders. What the fuck is it going? I'm getting fucking sick. Oh,
Yeah, some of those rich fucks. Do you hear me? I hear you, man. I'm not going to tell you. I'm fucking mother. Oh my god. You might find yourself living in your parents' basement. You might find yourself making a podcast about a show. And you might find yourself making a podcast about a show called Brotherhood. And that show might be called Brotherhood. And uh, the show is called Brotherhood. And you may ask yourself, How did I get here? How did I get here? How did I get here? Why am I making this? So Mikey beats up some kids on the hill to kick out his frustrations on not getting with a earring girl. I think the hardest thing anyone can do is accept responsibility for his life after a defeat. Like he goes home to his mommy after he gets shot down and then he beats people up, goes home to mommy. I think the hardest thing anyone can do is accept responsibility for his life after a defeat. Mommy issues, here's some tissues cause you got mommy issues. Mom, 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 mommy issues. Wah, 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 wah. Mama issues. Mm, 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 mm. Here's some tissues. Hey, Freddy, why is I told you not to do this? You deaf? You deaf, he's a lion rat. Fuck, 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 fuck. Mikey's in trouble cause he decided to get the store from Dina without Freddy knowing and Moe's just really pumped cause finally, finally Mikey's in trouble and it's not Moe this time. Fuck! Welcome to your new store. The fuck do I want with the store? I thought it'd be a brilliant preamble for you. Don't need infinity tripping the whole neighborhood off, gouging everybody, right? You come in here, you can look like a hero. Blah, blah, blah. Mikey, Mikey, wah, wah, wah. Freddy, Freddy, blah. Freddy smashes some things, and then he leaves, and Mikey gets away with something else. Fuck, 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 fuck. So the show ends on a low note. So I did want to mention Talking Heads were from... Providence originally, David Byrne, Tina Weymouth, other guy, Matt at RISD, and guess where David Byrne worked, folks? That's right, Onlyville Wieners. In fact, one of the moves he makes in the Once of a Lifetime video is when he lines the Wieners up on his arm, just like what Trevor mentioned in the interview earlier. Everything has come full circle, and not only that, folks, now was using that song a little too on the nose, maybe, and shows again a lack of subtlety to this show? Absolutely. Did it come all the way back and bite itself on the tail? A little bit. I kind of think it's so stupid to have that song on anything that, you know, it's so stupid enough that I appreciate it. Not only that, how much did they use the budget for to get that clip in the show. How much did it cost to use Once in a Lifetime? Not only that, the last thing they have in the show, folks, they use everything in its right place by Radiohead. Again, the juxtaposition of Once in a Lifetime and everything in its right place is pretty amazing in its own right, but I'm still not totally sure. How much money did you spend just to have those two songs? It must have been the whole budget. Can someone tell me where I can find this information, please? Email me, Brotherhood Recap podcast at gmail.com how much money would it cost to have once in the lifetime and everything in its right place in a tv show well there you have it folks that's it for episode four of the brotherhood tv show recap podcast that's the end of episode two of brotherhood come back next week i know i should i shall i will because this show is so incredible and incredibly dumb and it's as dumb as jimmy what did jimmy make this show dumb jimmy 
Jimmy and Dumb Deco made Brotherhood. Dumb Blake Masters, right, Dad? I mean, uh, Brotherhood! 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 Podcast! Recap Podcast! Brotherhood! Recap podcast. Brotherhood. Give me all the winners. He's my brother. Go check out the Brotherhood. Got to check out. Huh. The Brotherhood. Got to check out. Got to check out. You got Mikey and Tommy. They love their mommy. She's kind of racist. The whole show's racist. That's what you get when you call the show The Brotherhood. Got to check out The Brotherhood. Got to check out The Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. TV show recap podcast. Not the not the white supremacist. He's my brother. The most important part of the episode, possibly, maybe in Brotherhood show history, maybe in TV history, there's this shot of Dina and Deco at Onlyville Wieners. There are these two ketchup bottles. What are the ketchup bottles doing there? If you have an answer, email me at Brotherhood TV Show Recap Podcast at gmail.com. I'm going to post this on the Twitter account. What are those ketchup bottles doing? Also, I'm going to post the scurvy dog dirt bag. I want you to tell me what he's doing there, dirt bag wise. Thank you. Good night.